Okay, as I move on, I must do this. So, glues, talking about glues. When I say glues, I'm talking about attachment, our connection with our peeps. Um, kind of that just like loving, like overwhelming, like intangible kind of connection um, that allows us to just feel that like, like balanced in our relationship with our people. So this is me talking about my connection and glue with my third child. And as I talk about this, it's kind of a fascinating journey because it's, it's been one where, you know, initially when I was first, you know, pregnant with the child, it was kind of like slightly abrupt because it's like I had another child that was just like 10 months old or something at the time around that. And it was like, okay, here we go. Like it was prayed for, it was asked for, and it was exactly what we were looking for. Right. And at the same time, I was still a young mom, right? Like I was still like maybe like 20, like less than 25, right? Coming into a stage of life where I would have three kids under 25 years old. And it was just like, I didn't, I wasn't totally personally prepared in my personal life to be able to welcome all the aspects of this new burden of having three instead of just one or two. I didn't realize how much it would shift for me in doing that, but I just was so desirous to just jump right in, right? So it's like I had to just go for it and live it through to be able to get what was mine to learn and to keep processing moving forward, right? So as became pregnant, went on our last little like honeymoon trip for like a two week excursion to Utah and had a great old time. Um, around the time having the baby, like right before we decided to move. So we had a house move like a few months before having the baby, um, as well as just like, you know, just processing being living in a different home and with different kinds of rhythms and things like that. and and living in a different city. And I was just like a little bit shaken up in those ways anyways. So it just kind of influenced a lot of things because like I wasn't really feeling very connected with the space that I was in nor the people in the community that I was with. And I was trying, but it was like difficult for some reason. And then I had the baby and it was just kind of an interesting transition because it was like having the baby, it was like the hardest labor that I'd ever been through. And that was kind of symbolic, I think, right? Like it was like the harder than the first, harder than the second, even harder than the fourth and the fifth that I've had, right? So it was just like a neat transitional, like this is hard. This is what hard labor looks like, right? Like this is long and arduous and like, I don't know when it's gonna end and I'm trying my best to breathe, but it's just like, I'm getting a little impatient, right? Thankfully the baby did come like pretty shortly after I was getting to that point of like kind of getting irritated, being like, ah, but it's like, it's almost like symbolic of the relationship that I have with this child because it's like I needed to suffer in some ways through that that pregnancy and, and the labor in some degree because it helped me set the pattern for my, my mindset as I approach being a mother to this child because there's a lot of waiting that I find that I need to do with this child. A lot of, of, of taking back my pace. If I have 100% pace, I need to bring it down to 20% just so I can be perceptive and attentive enough to be caring and to be thoughtful and to be nourishing to this child in a way that I've learned over time. Whereas at the time, like I was just like done for, like I was like, had the baby, I was ready for everybody to hold him and be ready to take care of him, no problem. And I've like, I had no desire to hold him unless if I like had to nurse him kind of thing. 
But even then, it was like I barely ever held him. I like barely ever even like put him in the carrier because I was just like, he's so heavy. <laughs> he's just like so heavy and I'm just so ready for him to be able to walk, right? Like I just like, it was so fascinating to me. And so it was like my husband was always holding him, my mom or like, you know, other people, missionaries or like other people, right? And like, I would hold him during church. That's when I would hold him and it was like so loud. <laughs> it was so sweet. And you know, and, but like, it was so, it was so tender too though. Cause like, of course we just love this little baby, this little boy and this little sweet thing. And you know, as he evolved from like, you know, baby to age one to two to three, like it became really clear that he was totally the favorite, right? Like not just cause he was the baby, but because there was something about them that he was just so funny. He was just so charming. And so like, da -da 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 -da, like we would have this thing, funny thing where we would all circle around and we were trying to pray for dinner and we would say like, da -da -da, and we would say the prayer. And as we said the amen, he would just be like, instead of saying amen, he'd be like, hey, yum, right? Like he would just be so excited to just, just celebrate, right? And, and allow for his enthusiasm to be just be shared outwardly as, <clears throat> as honestly as it could. And over time I've noticed that like, yeah, he, he does that with people that he knows well, right? He won't just do that with anybody. But like when he does know people well enough, he can just totally be his very cheer, like very cheerful, right? Like cheerful, enthusiastic, kind of like loud kind of a self. Like, but in any other circumstance, like it's, it might be tricky for him to just like totally, you know, let, let his positive loudness out kind of thing. But anyways, like, and then we kind of moved, we moved a, ha a house, like around the time that this child was like two. And then a year later, when he was three, we moved again. And I noticed when we moved that second time um, in this one town, that he really enjoyed this large, large space. It was like he really came out of his shell a lot more in the, the, the next like year that we were living there that three-year-old stage, just having so much space to roam around and just like find his spots and just like, you know, just totally play, right? Like, and have his space to play. And I didn't realize that at the time why that was so important, but now I do because I realized that he's the type where he likes to have a spot and he likes to not be disturbed, like with that spot. Whereas like when we're kind of cramped in this next house that we're in, it makes it really hard for him to find his spot, right? A spot that he can just call his own and just like have it stay that way and not change, change to a different purpose like five times throughout the day and you know, just be so like constantly moving and constantly changing. Like I, I just have yet to find a way to help him feel stable and feel secure and feel like that things aren't just gonna get pulled out from under him, right? And we're gonna switch gears and it's gonna like move on to the next thing instead of just like staying in a, one state for like hours and days right like and not feeling like it has to change immediately but just like letting it be what it is and so he can come back to it and have that level of like consistency so that's awesome to just have those insights at this point in his life um but yeah like that was kind of like the transition to like you know, three to four, and then we moved. And then from there, we kind of, it's been like four to six to seven. So like we've been three years in this kind of smaller space. 
and it's been it's been quite an interesting journey since basically since we've been here right like it's just it's kind of pretty aggravating for his spirit i feel like and especially in the last couple years here it's kind of petering it down a little bit but especially in that six-year-old phase man that was a rough year like it just was maybe part of it was like just like part covid style like in the pandemic just getting so fed up with that and then just feeling so restricted like not feeling fluid and like room to breathe and room to just kind of open his arms and feel like freedom it was like super restricting for his spirit and anyways there was just a lot coming out it was just so much emotion so much intense screaming shrill emotion right and so like it's been quite a process for me to find what is our glue like thankfully we have some favorite books we totally love to read together that's awesome thankfully we have some favorite activities like making certain foods together in the kitchen Thankfully, we have an agreement pretty well between us of like that I will support him with the things that he can share with me that he likes that are a fit for me, right? Like, and so it's like whenever something like that comes up, I'm like, sweet, let's do it, right? Because a lot of the time we just like, we're just kind of misfits in a lot of ways. Like we're just very much clashing, butting heads a lot of the time. And so it's really refreshing when we can find that fit. And he's like, oh mom, can you find this video of this thing? And I'm like, sweet, I love watching that video, right? Like, so it's just like, great. You know, whenever we're both on the same page and we wanna watch this Chinese farmer do her do her sustainable living thing, or we both wanna watch like, you know, learn about this or that, you know, like, or he has questions about this, or he wants a coloring page for that, or, you know, whatever comes up. It's just like, sweet, that's a good thing. I'm happy to do that for the, the 10th time because like, it's a good thing. And I'm happy to support, right? And so that's been really neat. I find like our glue is probably finding things that are a fit for both of us and being okay with that. So learning is a big glue for us. We definitely agree on using like screens to help learn, like finding videos to, to do that. Um, we definitely agree on the cooking realm. We agree on you know him using the hose and doing the water thing, doing the sand thing, doing the sensory thing, whatever he needs to do with flour or whatever right beans rice wheat like whatever so that's been really awesome to just find those things and if i was gonna say like what's the next action step it's just to keep inviting those kinds of like opportunities right and not getting too overly concerned with like certain messes or whatever and whatever because like it's just going to be okay you know at the end of the day it's gonna be okay you know because heavenly father makes space for all of our energy types. The types of us that are super tidy and neat and the other types of us that have a little bit more tendency to be like more lax and doesn't feel that that instant need to feel like things need to be all in order before they can just like do the next thing, right? They can just feel relaxed and so it's like no big deal. They can just move on, right? And feeling like openness and acceptance towards that kind of an energy that's just a little bit more lax and giving space for that lax like in in my heart and in his heart like just accepting that and being and loving no matter what right and being committed to that love so it's like our glue it kind of has become wrestling as well and has become like laughing about things oh my goodness he comes up with the funniest funniest jokes 
like the funniest jokes that just make me die laughing. I just can't handle it. I'm like, I have no idea where that came from. Like, that was awesome. And so like, that's another glue is like him just making me buckle so hard. And yeah, like a couple summers ago, I feel like we delivered seeds to friends, you know, just going on like one-on-one uninterrupted time. Like it really does mean a lot. So it's like, I'd be happy to like, you know, do this rotation of kids between like sunrise and sunset times. Like I love it. I love it all. Right. So those are some thoughts I have about that.